Are we live? Of course we're live. People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for joining me each and every time. First things first, it's Friday. Hope everyone's had a good week, had a great week, moved that much closer to their goals, hopes, dreams and aspirations or overcome whatever obstacles are in their life and in their way. Hope you've all had a good week. You know, fundamentally, you can't do anything without your health. So I hope you're all in good spirits. I extend that to your loved ones and nearest and dearest as well. Hope you're all enjoying Friday, at least where DG content is concerned. Please make sure you're following and subscribing on Twitch. Do the same thing on YouTube. As you know, I'm sure you know. Big up you like that were obviously thingy in the comments nice and early. You see, you see me post a vid. After this, we're heading over to YouTube at 11.30. We'll preview Arsenal versus Watford. Couple bits and bobs to talk about. Gwendozi's been linked with Newcastle. Please don't ask me about that. I don't want to repeat myself at 11.30. 4pm, I'm, I'm going to be back on Twitch because we're um, thingy, we're playing football manager. And obviously, this, this was it. This, it's now weekend. So again, on YouTube, I'm going to... Actually, the bulk of my watch-alongs are going to be on YouTube this weekend. I'm going to have thingy, uh, Man, United, Man United, Man City, West Ham, Liverpool, and of course, Arsenal versus Watford. That's all going to be on YouTube between Saturday and Sunday. So make sure, again, YouTube, Twitch, you're setting your you're hitting your reminders, you're setting your alerts. Big up to everybody that has hit their, their reminders and does check out the schedules. I'd love for you to do it now. Welcome back to another edition of Friday's edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. As I said, big up the Twitch gang, large up you lot. Appreciate anyone watching it on the replay on YouTube. And again, after, in fact, level with Twitch, my favourite people have to be Spotify and Apple Music viewers because you lot, you know, that it takes some dedication. Now, yeah, man, today, obviously, we'll touch on what happened in Europe yesterday indirectly here and there. We'll touch on the England squad. Eddie Howe seems to be moving that much closer to becoming Newcastle boss and all of those sort of things there, man. Um, what do you think? What do you think about the Tottenham game yesterday? Conte's first game. Um, based, I know I watched the highlights in it. You know, I watched the Leicester versus in real time. I watched Leicester versus Spartak Moscow. You know, obviously they came from behind. Vardy missed the penalty. I was browsing and looking at the Celtic game. Decent goal by Jota. Um, from what I saw in the Spurs game, I would say it looked a bit manic. You know, I don't know what was in the water between Europa League and Conference League, but it seemed like nobody wanted to complete a match with 10 men. Um, so I was mad sending offs. The goals were quite crazy. And I mean, it just goes to show Conte is not as great as Conte is and he will do well for Spurs, in my opinion. It's not a quick fix, as you know. Like, there's a lot wrong with that team. The red cards, the errors leading to goals. You know, and again, if you're doing that against Vitesse, you're gonna have to wanna do a lot better. So it, it, it is what it is where where that's where that's concerned, really, really and truly. Um, what should we say? Let's say about 14, let's say Conte. Conte's first game slash European action. I think, you know, and even Conte himself said it, he kind of, I'm not going to go and read it, but he said things like, anyone who knows me knows I don't really like the games like this. So again, he likes his teams to be on the front foot a bit more, to dominate a bit more and to be less end-to-end -end and exciting. You know, a 3-2 victory with some red cards, it's exciting for the fans. It's not so exciting for the manager. And, you know, Conte's got a lovely set of hair, you know, probably got the longest hair out of all the managers in the Prem now. I'd have to sit down and think about that one, you know. Um 
Farker might have something to say, but if if Spurs keep moving the way they're moving, then yeah, he's going to lose that whole set of hair, man. Remember when Lacazette touched Arsenal? He had the cleanest hairline and fade. Come Arsenal, man's bold now. Stresses, stresses in North London. There's something else, but it's always nice to win in your first ever game. So it's one of them ones. On that, let me see if my Spurs brethren's... Yo! Hello? Yeah, you saying, geez? Good man, good man. Hey, mate, sweet, sweet. You know you're a Tottenham cunt. But anyways, yeah, quick thing, yeah. Hey, wait, one sec. I'm still here. Something dropped. Hey, D, what are you saying? Yo. Yo. Hey, yeah, Conte's obviously, see people, a pre large up my guy. He's doing this in the working hours as well, you know. this We do this for the nine to fivers. But, um, yeah, man, someone asked me about Conte on my live stream right now, man. And I offered my opinions, you know, I asked you yesterday. What going from what going from yesterday? Your first game, you know what happened in the game. I only see the highlights, man. I actually didn't watch. It. I actually did. I actually watch. It. I watched less than Moscow. I ain't watching no Conference League. The hell, I ain't watching. You think I care about Conte's first game, rugby? It was it was stressful, man. It was going smoothly at first. We were just all over them for the first twenty minutes, like putting the pressure on, attacking football, free flowing. And then, like, no, no, the first one was a corner, I think. Yeah, it was a corner. What, that he conceded? Yeah, yeah, the first one goal we could see it was a corner. And I think, like, they they, they, was, they was playing all right, to be honest. They're a good team. I wouldn't say Vitesse are not a bad team. They're a decent, solid side. They had confidence. They were trying to push forward as well. They wasn't really scared about us, even though it was 3 0 up quite quickly. They were still playing football. But, uh, I, I give them credit for the way they were playing. So, how did it go from 3 2 to. 3-0 to 3-2 uh, and all this. Because we had a corner, I had this, like, the same thing on the Nuno. There's no one marking out a corner. <laughs> Everyone's standing still. Dyer lost his man. The guy that had a free header in the box, Dyer was nowhere to be seen, lost his man. So it's 3-1 now. And then within five minutes, I think it was, like, Lucas Moura. He was just messing about in his final third. Literally passed the ball to one of their wingers. And he took it into the box, squared it. And it's finished, easy finish for... for but Vatice 2-1, Yoris couldn't get a hand of it. Rough. Great finish, to be honest. Calm, uh, let's put it in the corner. It's 3-2, within five minutes, they're back in the game. We just had allowed it, just a slip of concentration. Just thought the game was going too easy. But I think Conor needs to get that out of there. They need to switch on, be focused for the full night because they just get complacent when they're winning 3-0. Like, they don't know how to kill teams, go for it. Like, you need to get to the point where it's like 6-7-0. And you keep Smell blood in that. Yeah, play like Bayern, like, there's no fear to go for teams. That's, that's what that's what our problem is. You get complacent, you get, oh, we're playing well, we're right, we're going to win the game. And then you just stop doing what you need to do. I hear that, man. It makes sense because I mean that that it seems like it's still the obviously he's not going to fix anything in a matter of hours, but it seems like there's still the same problems: complacency, not playing well for ninety minutes, cheap mistakes, set pieces, and probably defensive errors. Was there a change in midfield? Like obviously, there's a new managerial bounce. Was there a different sort of swagger? Cause he got a good reception. Yeah, there was definitely a different sort of swagger. You saw that even though the midfield, like they had to do their job, but they were trying to get the ball forward a lot more. They were playing passes quicker. They wasn't trying to just do the sideways pass. It was doing that as well, but there was there was looking to go forward, like overlapping wingers. Emerson Royal had so much. Um, he had had the the ability to just go forward. I think the freedom. He wasn't restricted in defending. I think under Nuno, him and Regulon was was very set. Uh, had to stay back. But, mm, yeah, very uh, flat. 
I don't know about regular. Regular didn't really have a good game to me. He didn't really get involved as much as he could have. Emerson was great, to be honest. But maybe his, his role was to stay back in, in case there was a four and, and drop back, I think, to, to, to get that shape, defensive shape. But, yeah, Emerson played well, I thought. So what about the attacking players? Kane, Son, Mora? I know Mora grabbed the goal. Freedom. It was great for them. It was great. Their movement was fantastic. They just had freedom, could run anywhere they wanted, make whatever runs you needed to do. It was good to see, to be honest. It was, yeah, it was proper attacking football from Spurs. Like, you know, you got good players. That's why under Nuno, you were just frustrated because, like, the players just wasn't playing. They wasn't trying to press forward, wasn't trying to look for the through ball, trying to get the, the, the ball in behind defenders. And that's what we were doing yesterday for the first half an hour anyway. Second half, we did it in spells, but, yeah, I don't think we had to. What was it? Three five two, or something else? Uh, three, yeah, three five two, yeah, three five two, two two holding midfielders and three forwards. Second half he changed it though, but we went down to ten men because of Romero. Yeah, what happened to him? What happened to him? You're telling me he's thirty, but he ain't got nothing on Gabriel. Some counterfeit duns. No, 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 no. Romero's solid, man. He's solid, but he has that. In that mistake in him, not mistake, but he's playing. He plays a bit like how, how I would play. Just take out the man. We need to take out the man, but it's not always best for the team, though. It's not always best for the team. That's the problem. He didn't realize that he couldn't let him run a bit, and then maybe Dyer or someone else will cover you, or let you let let just let it happen. But I, I, I think he's, he's a good defender. He just needs to get that experience. He's remember he's still young, twenty three, so he's got a lot to learn as well. Fake Ben White, boy. He's nothing like Ben White and, and, and Figgy, man. All right, last question before I let you get out of it. Obviously, what? So, yeah, that was Conte's first game. But, I mean, his first, with respect to Vatice, his first proper games against Everton away. Um, how are you feeling with that? I'm confident, man. I don't, I don't really... Break. Please, Everton, pattern these guys. Please. Townsend. Smoke Everton, man. Everton away is... Uh, I don't know, man. I have faith in Spurs at the moment. We should... We should the way we press forward... He's got a few more training sessions under his belt to get to, to coach the players right. Hopefully, he, he picks a different squad. I want to see Endon Bile play, to be honest. Oh, I he didn't play? play. No, he didn't play. I told you, them man there's future's done, bro. Them man there, they're not running under Conte. He came on and played well. Winks played well as well when he came on. Right, Winks. you you're still talking about that Winks team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, still chatting about Winks. I'm after a lot of much there, bro. Wait, did the other you, what's, what's it, Bando? Bando K, okay, or fucking Dane Scarlett? Did he play? I, 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 people think I'm lying. What do you make of Dane Scarlett? I, I don't want to see him until the FA Cup round, man. He's had too much time. They've, they've exposed him too much. Like, you want to be seeing like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. You don't want to give guys full night. You're not getting a shot on goal, not getting nothing. But <laughs> I think it's just bad for him. Like, yeah, we were playing bad on the Nuno, but he shouldn't have been playing. He shouldn't have had all this responsibility as a 17 year old to play. For Spurs, main man striker in in, in cup in these cup games, it's, it's just not right. Where's Delhi? Right he never kicked ball yesterday. <laughs> I think he did come on, you know. I think he did come on. Actually, I'm actually not aware. Actually, <laughs> hey, Delhi's in the mud. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad life for him, man. I can't remember. Oh, well. <laughs> all right, all right. He's not doing the stats, so. It's true. All right, real, real last question. Yeah, what do you make of the Eagles squad? Quite get. I didn't see. I know, like everyone's saying about Smith Rowe, but Smith Rowe should not be in the team, man. Right, listen, wait, you lot, you lot, youngsters, but you need to stop. To don't talk about youngsters. Smith Rowe should be there, bro. No, he's not better than anyone. Like, 
Yeah, mate. It's about performing, fam. Him and Greenwood should be there. More, more so Greenwood. I can't lie. I'm capping a bit with Smith, bro. Wait, who have you, man, got? Who have you, man, got, bro? Listen. Yeah. Listen, you know it's Smith, bro. There's no... Lo I don't need logic. He just needs to be in the team, fam. Like, I've got agendas to run, man. Like, wait, let, if I look at the squad, what he, he's been better, better formed than... What? Mings is there. So you could have gone without one less centre. I don't know why I Mings mean, must be there for the black quota or something. I don't know why Mings mean, is there, man. I don't know why I'd say that on my team. <laughs> is, is that, that, that left-footed tax? Man. Not a baller. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't say that on my guy, man. Let me let you work. Right, <laughs> and that's my guy, man. That's my guy. That's my guy. As you can see, that's that in relation to Spurs and whatnot and Conte and all these things. So you heard it from a Spurs fan's mouth. So I, again, I didn't watch Spurs. I see the highlights. It looked like quite a mad game. The goals, the tempo of the game looked good. Again, I think, I'm not sure if Spurs fans would enjoy it. Obviously, the team won. I'm definitely sure. Well, Conte said it, as my man said here, bro. When there is a possibility to kill, you must kill. And it's true. And I don't know if, if that's the same as Oli, but yeah, man, you know, I, when, one thing that you, you get about Conte is he's cerebral. There's no romance around it. Football's beautiful and, you know, Conte does is on that sort of stuff, but he, he cares about just slaughtering your opponent, getting away. He doesn't like the heart rating. And Spurs seem to do that even when they've won games. You look at Newcastle, couple of games this season. To say a couple is nice. Let's start with the Europa League action, people. Now, again, I didn't watch all these games. I've barely watched a lot of these highlights, people. But, um, you know, West Ham are through. Obviously, they drew 2-2 with Gent. Sociedad and SK drew 1-1. Galatasaray and Lokomotiv Moscow also drew 1-1. Bromby and Rangers drew 1-1. Lyon against Sparta Prague ended 3-0 in Lyon's favour. Legia Warsaw were defeated four goals to one by Napoli. Frankfurt two, Olympiacos one. Monaco and PSV. I can't lie, I ain't even gonna. I got the highlights recorded. I ain't watching that. Nil nil. Tired. As you know, Leicester City came back from behind to draw one one against Spartak Moscow. Jamie Vardy missed the penalty, and unlike Jamie Vardy, he took it too quickly. It was too rushed. It was quite terrible, really. Braga four, Ludogorets two, Leverkusen four, Betis nil. And again, I saw the highlights, and a lot of people when I was streaming yesterday, Fakir scored by the way. So people said Bellerin had a mare. Bellerin got chopped, razzled, dazzled, sizzled, jerked. Boiled, fried, everything. I've put in the oven. Everything happened to Bellerin out there. So it's, you know, it's never nice to hear anyone had a bad game, but it's nice to know that Bellerin having a bad game don't affect Arsenal really and truly. Antwerp were defeated three goals to nil against Fenerbahce. Uh, no Mesut Ozil, swear down. Mesut Ozil never in the squad. He's doing them them things there. Um, Celtic scored a couple of good finishes, if I'm real with you. You know, they won 3-2 against Ferenc Carvos. Um, Dynamo Zagreb won three goals to one against Rapid Vienne. Uh, Michelin won one, got one nil. And it was 2-2 where uh, Marseille and Betis were concerned people. Obviously, you all saw Payet scored a late equaliser. Um, and obviously, Milik scored a penalty and put them ahead. But if you remember correctly, Felipe Anderson just, be, well, in half time, in added on minutes. And then almost straight after the second half, Immobile scored now. I'll do a loan when I do my loan report. I'll focus on it, but I did think Saliba has to do better for two of those goals. The second one, I think he's done a bit dirty, but it's nonchalant, really and truly, um, from from someone who is is a good defender. So yeah, and I'm a bit annoyed, man. Big up the Twitch gang, you know. Again, Marseille versus Lazio. The return fixture is two two. Do you remember when we did a watch along for the game at Lazio's place? That was dead. 
in terms of not because of you lot or me, but the standard of football. So that's where the Europa League is concerned. Obviously, somehow Spurs have managed to play in a, t in a competition lesser than this and we're not in it. But again, to people that said, well, you're not in Europe, would you rather go to a rubbish party or no party at all? Because Conference League sounds like a party. There's no gala, you know, it's all a sang. It's, it's sounding rubbish, really, and truly, Conference League. It's sounding absolutely tired. But, man, see, I'm even I'm not even putting in Conference League. I'm calling it Conference Cup and getting vexed at Google for not eight, for not finding it, man. Uh, Dark Star said, did you see Spurs yesterday? We just spoke about that, broski, and appreciate you for asking me how I felt. I'm feeling good, man. I'm blessed to have a support network with you lot. I appreciate you lot supporting Twitch, YouTube, and the rest of it, man. So, yeah, big up to you lot. Where the Conference League is concerned, though, people, um, <clears throat> again, forgive me for mispronunciations. Kat Yarabag 2 2 1 against Karat, Flora and Offenosis drew 2 2, Raiders and Jobanek drew 2 2, Armonia and Basel 1 1, Gent and Partizan 1 1, Zora 2, CSK Sophia 0, LSK 2, Aleskurt 0, Lincoln Red Ilks 1, Slavia Borislava 4 4, so 4 1 against Lincoln Reds. Tel Aviv on 3 0 against HJK. AZ Alkmaar 1 2 0. Pakal lost 2 1 to Copenhagen. Rennes 1 1 0. Slavia Prague also won a goal to 0. Union Berlin had a man sent off as they lost 2 1 to Feyenoord. And obviously, that's a you know selfish point of view. You want to see Reese Nelson get grabbed some minutes and all of those sort of things. Unused substitution, however, yesterday. I'm sure you all saw Jose Mourinho very critical of the manager. Roma came, I mean the graph, um, the the um ref. Um, you know, Roma made sure they came from behind against Bodo to draw two two. And I can't lie, the first goal um that Bodo scored with his the left footed finish straight away. So pass comes in. Man, I just tucks just just tucks in Roma's keeper with his left peg. It was ridiculous. Spurs three, Vitis two. So yeah, that's that where obviously we spoke about the Champions League yesterday, but where the lesser competitions in Europe are concerned, that's where these things there are. People, what are you lot saying in the comments? Big up everybody locked in. You know, we'll get into the Premier League in a second, man. Who trust? No party at all. Save the peas. No hangover. No calories. It's one of them ones, really, isn't it, Charles? No party. What are you lot saying, man? DG got the FM bug now. I remember when you were streaming FM 21 once a week when your Arsenal team were getting spun. Look at this guy. Obviously, it's infectious to play now, but on a serious note, it's the positive feed. I like playing it. And obviously, you got to, you know, I take, I'm trying to have the same mentality I had with YouTube. It's like, well, you just got to make bare vids and make noise, isn't it? It's like someone makes so much noise, people can't ignore you. They either say, I'm being spammed or whatever. So I thought, let me just go 10 times harder, isn't it? You know, you get out what you put in. But um, yeah, man, it's always better to play when you're winning 100%. I can't lie. It's always better to win. Well, and there were some dark times when we was getting spun at Arsenal in FM21. Madness was going down. This is why you need to give a manager time, man. You see, I learnt my from the mistakes, came back harder and whatnot. It's one of them ones, man. It's one of them ones. What agendas are we running for the international call-ups? Eddie Howe, England international duty. We'll get onto that in a second, but let's just get through the boring stuff, reviewing the Premier League, previewing the Premier League apologies and all them things. As usual, man, one love to you lot. Keep the engagement levels running. Shout to you lot watching the ads to support the channel as well. One love to everybody listening to this on not just Twitch, but YouTube, Apple, Spotify and the rest of those things, man, is what it is. Wish I had more time to catch FM yesterday. Do you know what? I actually went and played late last night. Shout out to everyone who caught that surprise stream. I just wanted to play on a quick thing. 
the good thing about Twitch is at least for a couple of days, you know, the content lives. You know, it'd be nice if Twitch content just lived forever, allowing you to have a catalogue or your channel to have a catalogue like YouTube, but you can't have it all in it. Big up yourself, Ak, as well, man. So, yeah, let's preview the Premier League action to come, people, because obviously there's a couple mad games, you know, and again, you don't want to lose this week purely because... You're going into the international break. And as an ask, we're going to focus on this at 11.30. Make sure you're all here. Let me drop the, the link in. Well, it's on YouTube, but let me make sure I drop the link. As usual, people, the dislikers are there. The dislike bots, 21 dislikes on that video already. You know, defo bots hating on my channel. You know, I do think it's infecting the engagement as well. You know, one, two likes to 21. It's absolute mazza, but we'll, we always win. But getting on with the Premier League, people, you don't want to be the team to lose. Hit the like button if you're listening to this on YouTube as well and comment. These things help with the engagement, but you don't want to lose. You know, it's always long to lose when there's an international break, if you're honest with yourself. And as an Arsenal fan, hopefully we can beat Watford. You know, a lot of our players, you know, I hope I think Gabriel should have been called up to Brazil or should be called up to Brazil. I don't think he has, similar to Vinicius. Um you know, Vinicius, I look at Arsenal, you know, and big up Ramsdale and Saka for being in the in, in the England squad. There is going to be a time when really Saka isn't going to get called up because I wouldn't say he's... Listen, I'm happy Saka's there, but if we keep it true, his form ain't been amazing. There's going to be a time where Southgate, you know, Southgate's a bit of a twat. Um, I feel if people did deserve... I do think Saka deserves it, again, and one love to Ramsdale. I do think we're wishing on a star, assuming Smith Rowe is going to get the call up and things like that. It's not quite time and he has to dislodge a lot of players. Personally, I know he's, we'll get on it. Southgate spoke about the whole Greenwood palaver. I don't understand how Mings is there. You know, Mings, whether you give another opportunity to another centre-half or you say one less defender and then bring an ex-midfielder, a winger, I don't get it personally. And even Tammy's form ain't been that good, you know. Again, Tammy deserves to be there because there ain't many options. It just feels like Southgate keeps picking people that are close to the camp. But why I say that, and, and we're going to get on to England in a sec, I said that purely because for me, if we can beat Watford, then we have a week's long, you know, rest to train and prepare for Watford. I mean, prepare for Liverpool because Liverpool players are going to be everywhere. We're not. Ben White's not going nowhere. Shout Ramsdale on Saka. Ben White's not going nowhere. Gabriel's not going anywhere. You know, Tierney's injured. You know, Scotland's going to call him up. I don't know Japan's um, schedule, but I'd imagine Tomiyasu is going everywhere. Is going somewhere. But you get the point, you know, you have a week to prepare and it's always easier when you've won. It's, you know, I would love to keep it 10 unbeaten, go into the weekend, go come out of the weekend on Sunday winning. And for me as an Arsenal fan, I know there's people that play after us in that West Ham and Liverpool and Liverpool are in their own world looking for the league. West Ham are in this sort of mini league with at this moment in time with us. Now with Conte Spurs, United dragged themselves in it. Leicester's in it in that there's about four or five, maybe even six teams fighting potentially to bag that fourth spot um, that United have made an open race. And obviously the two spots below the minimum, can you bag it into Europa League? Um, can't Arteta tell Southgate don't take Saka? He can, but, you know, I don't think Southgate wants to do... I mean, Arteta wants to do that or wants to deny his players the chance really and truly. And to be fair, yeah, man, Saka, go off and do your thing, man. But where the Premier League is concerned, folks... You've got Southampton against Villa. I've got a Dean Smith comment up here. We'll get into that. But Southampton against Villa, that's a must win. The game of the weekend is clearly Manchester United against Manchester City. 12.30 kickoff. I'm going to be live from, a, I'll probably be live from 12 from 12 p.m. tomorrow on YouTube. That's going to be a big one. Now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, again, 
you know, he survived the El Sakiko with a big win against Spurs. But again, his 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 job is always going to be on a knife edge. He, all he can do is go on a little run of form, it quietens down a bit, and then it, it is what it is. As you know, he went into unknown territory. Now, at the end of the day, he's beating Spurs. He did not lose to at, at Atalanta. And, you know, the Manchester derby, if you win, that could be credit in your bank. And there has been a time where Oli's put in performances like that. You know, City have been struggling, you know, obviously... They beat Leipzig, but the two prior games in the Cup and the league, it weren't results. So I'm sure they want to hit back. And obviously, you've heard Pep saying this is the most important fixture in a while. He's talking up the derby now. Going into the game, of course, if you had to bet money, you can't look past City for this, you know. And it could, it could, you know, I don't think City are quite playing to their potential to the way Liverpool are playing to theirs. But it could be a similar result if if United mess around. Why I don't think that will be the case is because he's clearly going to go free at the back. Clearly, the context is around the game. And again, I do think form kind of goes out the window. Of course, when you look at in, a couple of individuals can get in the City team from United and, and say things, but the whole squad on squad, man to a man, the majority of the City players are better. They're in better health. They've got a better manager. They have a system. United are individuals. City, again, City have a midfield, United don't. Again, there's many things, you know, as much as it's a game for passion and this is probably where all these team talks probably make sense in games like this, really. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tricky one. And it's at Old Trafford. I know Old Trafford isn't quite the fortress it used to be, but you need to do a thing. And obviously, if you're City or United, you're looking at that as we need to... Obviously... Let's be the, t the table's going to fluctuate. There's a lot of games to play. It's not the end of the world if you don't win. So I'm sure both teams would take a point more so, more so, live um, United, sorry, than, than City. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure both teams would want to win because if you're City again. Brighton, Brighton made Liverpool drop points last week. Again, goal difference probably... I don't know what goal difference is saying. I think Mo Salah's probably meant Liverpool would stay on top. But let's just assume City won. City are on 20 points. Liverpool are on 22. If you win, you go two points um, behind Chelsea and you obviously temporarily go ahead of Liverpool according to what happens in their result. They've got West Ham where, again, that could go either way, you know. Again, Liverpool, I'm sure Klopp's going to be vexed. Arsenal can't talk to Liverpool. But again, if you're Klopp, you've got two informed sides, you know. So you're going to need to put in a shift, really and truly. So if you're United as well, United are 17th. You know, if United do their job, they got they move back into fourth. Things can happen. You know, the table's going to fluctuate. There's nothing in it. You know, the top. You could. You, you know, you can't even say West Ham are not in a title race mathematically. Now we know West Ham don't have a chance of winning the league. Respectfully, West Ham. You know, so it's a Chelsea, Liverpool, City thing in their own world. West Ham are level with, with City, realistically. But I would say top three in their own world. As I keep saying, fourth all the way to 14th, where, you know, there's not too many points. Now there's a bit of a gap, but there's about eight points, eight, nine points separating that now. And obviously from fourth to where Everton are in 10th, you know, there's hardly anything. There's six points between 10th place Everton and fourth place West Ham. And sandwiched in between that, you know, Arsenal and United are level. Goal difference separates that. Wolves, Brighton on 16 points, breathing down next. Right and Spurs in the wins. And obviously, if you're an Arsenal fan, this is a week where you should be beating Watford because we need that insurance going into the um going into Liverpool um the, after the international break. And obviously, I probably back Conte to beat to beat Everton. Um Everton have been a bit shaky, but they've done all right this season. And Everton away is not an easy fixture. So if you know Spurs got Everton away, you've got Watford respectfully, because they're fighting relegation and Renieri's in there, so there could be an uptake. And you've got the Manchester Derby. You've got to learn to take points. You need to know what to strike when the iron's hot and when to exploit. So it's gonna be an in it's gonna be an interesting one.
where that's concerned. Chelsea got Burnley. You'd imagine Chelsea walked the floor with Burnley, but Burnley are not duds, really and truly. Sean Dyke's like spoiling people's day. Again, I'm sure Thomas Tuchel's not going to ramp. He wants people to annihilate the opposition. And, you know, I wonder what Reese James will do. He seems to be quite a good goal scorer, really and truly, these days. Uh, Crystal Palace against Wolves. Now, that's going to be a fairly even game. You know, Crystal Palace had a big result in the last Premier League game against Manchester City, but it means nothing if at home you can't apply yourselves against Wolves, you know. Hopefully, Vieira does his thing. Brentford against Norwich, you know, again, two polarising stories of Premier League of Premier League promotion sides. You know, Brentford, you can tell, again, things can happen and they're having a bit of a wobble of late, but you can tell what Brentford are on. You know, Norwich appear very naive and seem to be going down, but again, you're going to need to win. So that's a six-pointer. Brighton against Newcastle, the Graham Potter derby. That could be Eddie Howe's first game, so I'm sure he'd want to win. As I said, you've got Rafa Benitez against Conte, um, in Everton against Tottenham. Do you know what? Wenger, Jose, Alex Ferguson, you look might as well just come to the Prem for no reason. It's becoming, you're looking around the Prem, there's so many sick guys now. You've got Ranieri back, you've got Rafa back, obviously Conte's back, you know, you've got Pep Guardiola, you've got Jurgen Klopp, you've got Thomas Tuchel, you know, you got led. You got serious guys now, really. And Bielsa's there. I know Leeds aren't doing their thing. Leeds have Leicester City now. I can't not back Leicester to win that. But Leeds need to get back on the winning winning run. You know their results have been a bit shaky. Arsenal, Watford, as we've been discussing, and West Ham versus Liverpool. That's going to be a big, big game, man. And I, we're going to be doing a watch along for that. It's going to be tight because what Arsenal will finish what two, two to two forty five. His first half, 15 minutes. Second half kicks off at 3.45. Uh, the game should end around 4.45. I think we sh should just be about to cut. We should be good to start about, I'd say, 4 o'clock. I'd say about 4 o'clock. West Ham Liverpool live stream 4 o'clock. And then what I'm going to do, again, the content never stops people. Obviously, on, on, on Sunday, Arsenal-Watford. Um, and then we'll do a West Ham, almost straight after West Ham Liverpool. And then after that, we'll go back and review Arsenal's game. And then obviously we'll do another watch along for that. I mean, live stream for that. And we'll cut up some clips and do do what we need to do and whatnot, people. We keep working, man. The grind never stops, really. And we've got to take advantage. You can't, you know, the channel can't die, really. It's going to be international break next week. So what is there to do? Might do an England game, but. You know my thing. I don't really like doing that, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, man, some interesting games where the Premier League's concerned. West Ham, Liverpool away. Arsenal welcome Watford. Leeds United against Leicester City. Everton against Tottenham. Brighton, Newcastle. Brentford, Norwich. Palace, Wolves. Chelsea, Burnley. Manchester, Derby. United at home. United against Manchester City. Live from 12pm tomorrow, folks. Um, I actually need to... Make create the the what do you call them thing there again the 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 streams and whatnot but definitely going to be doing one for that um so yeah is what it is where that's concerned people is what is where the Premier League is concerned large up everybody listening shout out to the Apple Spotify Twitch and YouTube listeners appreciate you guys but that's where the Premier League is concerned folks forty three thirty that's the Premier League um away away from that though I think it's time to get into England as well people you know it's only it's only right we talk about England the England squad has been announced now on one hand I do feel sorry for Gareth Southgate because there isn't much everything you can do 
people are going to be onto you. And I don't think you can always call up people with form. And I do think sometimes when the form, you can't always call up everyone that's doing amazing in terms of form. You can't always turn a man down because their form isn't good. Some You have to find that balance of giving people chances, replenishing the side, ultimately doing what's the best for the nation. But you need to keep the players you know and trust. And I do think Southgate is overly cautious. And, and I think he... He likes people that, not that behaving yourself isn't the right word because we like people that can behave themselves, but it seems that he calls up a bunch of players. If you say the team meetings at eight o'clock, them and they're at, they're at 6.45, you get it. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but it just feels like the minute you've got a couple rough edges, my man isn't, isn't really on you. And it seems like he's just picking people that have been part of the camp people that know the camp, know the coaching staff, that are part of the group, and he's going for team cohesion. Um, which, you know, again, I, Tyrone Mings, there's been times it's warranted. But I think first things first, without actually bringing up the lineup, I know he's spoken about Greenwood and the parents and things like that. I hear it. You know, if his parents and Greenwood and you have all said it's not the best time or whatever, I hear it. I think it's baloney, respectfully, you know. I think it's baloney. I think the man should be in the squad. I think Greenwood, like Greedon, Greenwood, Folden, these are guys you need Saka throw your hat on in it. I think it's BS. You know, if you're playing for Man United and coping with them pressures, and for me, def I don't want to say playing for Man United is harder now than when they were fighting for titles because it's probably not true. But if he's coping with all the pressures and whatnot, I don't see how you can deny him. Whether you're playing him up front, on, on the right or whatever, get the man up to speed because international football is a, a different ball game. Foden look out of his depth in his Euros. I'm pretty sure next World Cup he's going to do his thing. Bellingham might look out of his depth. Foden, the levels is tough. So give these man the levels now, innit? And again, respectfully, we got to a Euros final. You know, I don't know if we're going to do much in the World Cup, but again, Greenwood's what, 20? Saka's them ages. So Foden's that ages. So what you do now is moving towards what they look like at 25, 26. And then maybe we can say with our chest, yo, England need to go and win it. So I hear what he might be saying with his parents and whatnot. I don't know the situation, but if I'm seeing him play nine times out of ten week in, week out for Man United, I find it difficult to believe, sit here and say, oh, he can't play for England because of this and that. Surely you wouldn't be playing for United then. like You, you don't play for no one or significantly reduce playing time. Obviously, I do think Tyrone Mings is benefiting from a left-footed tax. And obviously, you know, he's a very good spokesman. On form, we don't deserve it. A bit harsh on Jaden Sancho, but again, you're not playing and you're not playing well because you're not playing. One of them ones, Lingard, you knew this was going to be a thing if you stayed at Man United. You're not going to get regular football, so a place in the England team just might be a myth. I think Southgate's tried two approaches. He's called Sancho up to the first camp just to let him know, listen, you're still part of my plans and all of these sort of things. And then this one, you, could, you couldn't select him sort of thing. But I say you couldn't select him. There's a couple of people that have been selected that, you know, quote-unquote borderlines bewildering. Rashford's back from his shoulder injury and I, I'm quite scared for Rashford because it's like he just he gets these mad injuries and he comes back straight away and he's instantly playing for United and England call-ups. I do think, I'm no health expert, but I do think Rashford has to be a bit careful. If you haven't seen the England lineup, Ramsdale, Pickford, Sam Johnson. Pickford's probably, I mean, Ramsdale's probably still going to be third choice. Do I see him playing against uh, against Albania or San Marino? Potentially not. I hope he can. I'd imagine there's an opportunity there for him. Uh, definitely where San Marino's concerned. I hope that's where Ramsdale plays. You've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, deservedly so. Ben Chilwell, form's been good. You know, Reese James been playing quite well. Just unfortunate that Trent Alexander-Arnold is also a right back. Kyle Walker, always going to get in. John Stones, barely plays for City, but OK, I understand it. Luke Shaw, I understand it. 
Cody, it is what it is. Potentially, I don't, you know, Tomori hasn't even been that amazing post last international break to now, but I don't understand how he and maybe a couple of others haven't been given a chance. You know, I don't know why Ben White, what Ben White's got to do ahead of Cody and things like that. Maguire, if Maguire wasn't Harry Maguire, quote unquote captain and whatnot, bro, Maguire should not be in that team 100%. He's been toilet. You've got Mason Mount, Henderson, Rice, Ward, Prowse, Bellingham, Calvin Phillips. No real surprises over that. And interesting, Foden's been named as a forward, as has Grealish. So maybe they're going to play off the flanks again. You've got Tammy Abraham, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka and Raheem Sterling. So, yeah, that's that's that where the England squad is now. For an Arsenal perspective, I don't understand. Forcing it with the Smith Row one again, you've got to think about who he dislodges. Like maybe you get rid of a Mings. And then you bring Smith Rowe as another midfielder, but again, there's 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 a lot of depth there, and he, he's not getting ahead of, you know, Mount's form's been okay now. Folding Grealish, they're ahead of him, and you know Southgate, he took forever to call up Grealish. He didn't really want to call up Bellingham. Sancho's not in the team, but he took forever. So yeah, man, it's not the worst squad, but again, I just Sam Johnson, not Sam Johnson. Apologies, Tyrone Mings. I don't get it, people. Um, and some of the some of the people that have been left out, really and truly, especially when you've got San Marino, there's a potential to experiment. If I'm completely honest, but fair play, you know, you know, we're playing San Marino, the lowest rank ranked side in world football, and obviously we play Albania. Our, um, England remain unbeaten on the road to Qatar, people, but drawing two of the past three matches means we only have three point cushion at the top with two games to go. Southgate, when speaking to reporters, said it's always difficult to pick a squad because we've got so much competition for places. We've had a few players missing last time, which means you bring others in, then you've got decisions to make. So again, that tells you he doesn't really want to make changes to the squad that got to the European final unless there's injuries or someone plays abnormally amazing. It's a myth. Also, some young players who are playing well who haven't quite made the squad. There's no haven't quite. They have not made the squad. So we've kept a reasonable amount of consistency, really, with the groups that was there with that were there with in the summer. They did so well. We're only five games international, five international games on from that. But there's players pushing that group really strong. And like I just said, without looking at his comments, he's clearly still going with that Euro bias. You look at the 25 man squad. I've said it to you already. I'm trying to scroll down. You know, there's not going to be Dominic Calvert Lewin and things. Southgate has hit back at comments about his inconsistencies. He said, "I don't think I'm inconsistent." Pardon me. Well, I think with Mason, I discussed the situation last time. So we've been through that. With Jesse and Jaden, I mean, they just aren't playing a lot of football compared to the other players in their positions. I know people say I'm inconsistent, if you look at Stones, but I don't think I am. If you're playing regularly for your club, you've got a much better chance of us assessing your level compared to the rest of the group, which is fair enough. Sometimes there will be a lot of depth in one position and there might not be as much depth in another position. And that player is, and the player that is in that position with less depth might have a better chance with less gate, less club time. So, again, he's probably telling you he doesn't rate too many of the centre-halves. That's probably a bias that goes towards John Stones. Um, with these two lads, they've got great competition for positions they play in. Jesse has had 10, 15 minutes. I don't know what his form is, what his fitness is, really, to be able to assess him against the rest of the group. And you knew this was a factor, really. Both of these boys, when I spoke to them, totally understood that. They get that. They know that at the moment they've got to be playing for their club and playing well. Then English is a bonus. England is a bonus on top. He did name drop, obviously, you know, 
a couple of other players. And as we know, if you look at the Premier League in general, you could say Colin Gallagher deserves a chance, Mark Gurhey, Emil Smith-Rowe. You know, I wouldn't quite say Tariq Lamperty or Max Ahrens, but I think Levermento and Levermento is unfortunate in that you, you no matter how good you play until, unless at, at recent, you're looking around at Reese James and Trent Alexander-Arnold and then, you, you know, Southgate is bringing in other guys for no reason. I just clocked. I don't think he called up Trippier, did he? Right, he didn't call up Trippier for once. I might be bugging out. Nah, he didn't call up Trippier. I don't know if Trippier picked up a knock against Liverpool, but oh boy, fair play. Scrolling all the way down, though, he said, we've got fantastic competition for places there because Carl Walker was in the team of the tournament for the Euros. Trippier, who hasn't been selected this time to give a bit of an opportunity to Reese James and Trent. But Kieran has always performed brilliantly for us and has been a huge part of us getting to the World Cup semi-final and the European Championship final. He's a player that we have so much respect for. I'm sure he'll be back with us in the future. Fair play. You know... German internationals are saying Jaden Sancho made a mistake joining Man United. I don't think Jaden Sancho made a mistake joining Man United. I don't think you can begrudge a man at 20 years of age, having, you know, played for City, had clearly had dreams to play as a Premier League footballer. One love to his development at Dortmund, but I'm, I'd be amazed to find out that he dreamed of playing in Bundesliga. The biggest team in the country comes calling for you. Bro, that, that's like being in a normal... If you're in a normal job and you're working for a reasonable company and then in whatever industry, a top three top five global industry in that industry company in your industry they come and say they want you to work for them and they want you to be a key member of a high ranking position which being a number well not number seven but a winger at united will be there seven one day you can't begrudge him you know i think people need to cut Jaden sancho some slack again there's things he could do better there's things he, you know, you've always got to take accountability for your personal situation. You know, you could do a lot better to convince Oli. Sometimes I don't think you've taken your chances. I do think the football IQ needs to improve. Some of the things he tries to do that were banging in Germany don't happen now. There's obviously Oli got a social tax. There's all these things. You can't write a man off at 21 years of age um, after less than six months. He will get through it. But sometimes you need this in life. Everything's been wavy. He's left City, become England international, you know taking South London to the world then back. It's all wavy, you know. Sometimes you need that friction. And I think when you remove away from the excitement, in reality, first things first, people underestimate how difficult the Premier League is. He's basically a foreign player, you know. He has to deal with the intensity, the end-to-endness and all these things. He's probably, you know, Old Man United is a disjointed team and nothing is going right for them. So he has to deal with that. He has to deal with the level of scrutiny from probably a young age. Everything this guy does is spoken about. But I wouldn't say that. Obviously, when you look at the fact that the only way I could entertain that him joining Man United is a mistake is if it's a thing where I always say you don't... When it comes to the Euro, the years of the Euros and the years of the World Cup, sometimes it's a big risk to move. You look at people like maybe Ramsdale enhanced his, his reputation where England's concerned. Sometimes you look at J Jaden where there's where there's spots and whatnot. Maybe it might have been best, you know. Like with the Euros last year, let me stay in my club situation right now. Let me do my thing and then move on. That's why a lot of people don't want to move because if you find yourself in situations like this, then you might not be called up. But I wouldn't say he's made a mistake, man, um, really and truly. And at the end of the day, there is a lot of depth, but it is what it is. But this guy said, you see the players who are playing in Man United? You have Rashford, you have Ronaldo. This means you have two from three. Then you have another four players who can play in the third position. One of these three or four players is Sancho. I don't know how he is training at Man United. He has to work hard to make this first step in the first 11. Now he's far away from the first 11. 
he went on to say, when I see how many minutes he was playing um, this season or which games he was playing, then I think it was a mistake. Maybe he has more money, but less games. I mean, very harsh, but fair enough, you know, fair enough. I mean, it is, it is what it is where that's where that's concerned. You know, that's that's the England, that's the two, two pence I have in England. What are you lot saying, people? Three points is three points. Smith Rowe's been in better form than Grealish. He has, but we gotta be fair, man. Grealish a better player than him. He knows what he can do. You know, there's a, a lot of form. A, a lot of a lot of those players shouldn't be in that team for form. You know, probably Luke Shaw, Maguire, slyly maybe even not to them as level. Maybe even Bakayo Saka, Tammy Abraham, Harry Kane. Bare of them shouldn't be in that team. But you have to find the balance. It's not always a form thing. If I'm honest. Kane's done nothing of merit, but come on, man, man, 30. Milan Derby Sunday, bloody hell. The way I saw AC Milan play, they're going to get smacked up if they play, if they mess about. We need three points against Watford, nothing less. Liverpool way off the international break is going to be ugly. Hugly, bro. Hugly. He'd be challenging for Bundesliga with Dortmund, maybe, man. But you'd imagine in this at 21 years of age, you win something at United, be challenging for something at United. And he probably, you know, man's probably got a bit homesick as well. Like, man's been doing up the German thing. I need to come home now. One of them ones. Away from that, though. Let me delete that because we spoke about that. Eddie Howe, people. Eddie Howe business. Now, I'm sure you've all seen Eddie Howe has... Um, he seems to be one step away from becoming the, the next the next gaffer of Newcastle now. Personally, I don't know if I would if I if I want to be someone's seconds personally. And um, for what it's worth, Eddie Howe agrees deal in principle to become Newcastle manager. He held additional talks with Newcastle this week after Uno Emre um ruled himself out and he's agreed a two and a half year deal. Now, first things first, again, you have to remove your ego. Newcastle is a fantastic club to join and a fantastic project. But the first thing I would say is what is the level of scrutiny gonna be like? Because you know. Eddie Howe's a good manager, but the first thing was Emre, innit? Man wanted Emre and all these other guys. You know, it came down to you, Emre. Emre, it was Emre's. They were prepared to pay the six or so million pound. They said no. He said no. Now they've got you. So now, first things first, if I'm Eddie, you know, they're going to praise you when you do well, but when things go wrong, that's why they wanted Uno. That's why he weren't cut out for this. That's why this. That's why that. Now, for me, Newcastle... I feel sorry for Eddie if it goes wrong because I don't know if all the things off the field at Newcastle are in place and it needs to be every... Uh, manager's not going to come in and be a wonder hero. That's why Emre ruled himself out. The structures need to be in place and you're fighting relegation. So I don't know if he's going to be able to do... If, if Eddie Howe's going to be able to, to overcome that. So again, the level of scrutiny. Obviously, he's been out of work for a while. He's spoke with Celtic, so he clearly thinks this is the job. And again, if it works, you know, I'm not being funny. I mean, Eddie Howe, you could have something good there in a couple of years, challenge for things, but I think they will look at Eddie as the guy to introduce some stability and then might be a bit more brave. As you know, he got Bournemouth through the leagues. He's been in that. He has kept Bournemouth in the league prior, but he's also been relegated and sacked and them things there. So I don't know if there's assurances. When I look at Una Emre, you were seeing some reports come out that, you know, he weren't really down for, you know, the clauses that, that, that say you can sack man if I get relegated. So maybe... Eddie Howe, that, that that's something that doesn't that doesn't affect him. 
really, really and truly. Um, he's agreed in principle a two and a half year contract, people. The finer details of his plans for the club were being discussed, as well as the makeup of his backroom staff. He's held additional talks. Apparently, Newcastle owners were impressed with the way how presented his views on the club and his level of detail and research. Attention will now turn to sorting agreements with his backroom staff people. At this stage, it is unlikely he'll be in the dugout for Saturday's match at Brighton, but there is an appetite for both side, from both sides to complete the appointment in time for this weekend's game, people. He's been out of work since um, 2020. Obviously, Bournemouth got relegated, so I don't know if he's going to be the guy. When you look at his record in the Premier League, 190 games, 56 wins, 43 draws and 91 losses, conceded 330 goals, scored 241, win percentage of 29.47. His best place finishes ninth, which I'm sure Newcastle are hoping for. His worst place finishes 18th. Now, is he, the, is he going to be able to take over mid-season and change things? He definitely believes he can. So we're going to have to see what's going on there, really and truly. And as you know, as it, you know, he's been in, in he's been in talks with Celtic prior prior to um, prior to obviously doing his thing here. So we'll have to see how, what what's what Eddie Howe does and things like that. People, we'll have to see. Could be an in, an interesting one. I just want to go back to Mason Greenwood. People, Southgate explained why Mason Greenwood hasn't been involved, and he said his family. He revealed he reached an agreement with the forward and his family not to call him up until next year. Cool, keep doing what you're doing. He's got four goals in thirteen this season. But he's doing what he's doing, people. He said, I think we had a discussion before the camp in September and we came to an agreement. John McDermott, the technical director of the FA, and myself went to Man United and had a good chat with Mason and his family. And we agreed we'd park this until next year, basically. We'd leave the autumn games. Of course, you always run the risk that other players are going to come through, but he's young enough that there is time here. It's not that he doesn't want to be with us. We under we totally understand the situation, myself and John in particular. Um and Steve Holland through time coaching with lots of young players. We understand this journey they're going on. I mean, it just feels like after he done a mad, you know, it seems like there's something we don't necessarily know. On Callum Hudson today, he said, I cannot talk much about Callum because we would like him to be with the 21s. He feels he would be best served staking a case for, for the team with Chelsea. I think he has a better chance of impressing us if he's with the 21s, frankly. I hear that and it makes sense and there might be a bit of bad blood, but the priority is Chelsea, really and truly. And I kind of, I, I, I hear where he's coming from. It's like Callum don't want to be in the team if you're not going to call me up to the first team and you have to deserve it. But again, if he's playing to the level he, he has potential to, then you will call him up regardless of what you say. I understand it. I understand Southgate side saying not playing for the under-21s because I think it's bloody cheeky, but fair play. I understand Callum's and I agree more with Callum's. Southgate speaks on Greenwood. England sides. Okay, so that's that. One oh two. Let's call it that. We're moving, we're moving, we're moving with the timestamps, people. Um, I'm not going to go over it, but apparently Zaha is considering retiring from international football, people. Um, I don't know why, but apparently he is. Uh, Dean Smith has an interview, people, explaining the poor form that you know, Aston Villa find themselves in and why he potentially, quote unquote, needs more time, people. Um, which, again, I'll leave that. I'm not going to read that out because I think his, his days are numbered. Um, Again, I don't really want to go over it, but it's unfortunate. But as you lot know, West Ham footage emerged of West Ham supporters, allegedly um, anti-Semitic chants at a Jewish man on the plane. Obviously, it's unsavourable scenes um, and things like that. And West Ham have obviously appealed, you know, they vowed to get to the bottom of it. And obviously, 
things are bad things are gonna happen if you was being silly in it bands and the rest of it and all the dumb things there people in fact zaha's things up here right now we might as well go for it um He's asked not to come because he is he comes homesick after each after each meeting. He wants to reflect on the rest of his international career. I want soldiers, warriors who, even with one knee on the ground, will come to selection. It's a message that I send loud and clear to each player. And that's in relation to Zaha. Now, I don't know why Zaha, the 28-year-old, has not been called up to the qualifiers um, for Ivory Coast. So why not? If a World Cup comes around, all of a sudden they want to play. But I get it. You know, I get it. You know, he's got a young family now. I understand if he's missing his family, the 28-year-old and whatnot. He's got a couple of kids and things. And football puts things into perspective. You know, he's come through being where he's just living for himself. Football is just football and it's just him. And now he's got a family to think about. So I get it. But I also get the get the, the Ivory Coast manager as well. You want players that are committed and the rest of it. So it's, it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, man. How's not a bad bad um, appointment? The, the key is to stay in the league. That's it, you know. He needs to, to stay in the league. And then anything else, you know, you buy your time to September. I think if you don't stay in the league, I think you get sacked. But at the same time, he might be, if they go down, he might be the guy to keep, man. If I'm completely honest with you. Um, to round this up, people, as you know, I like to look at the transfer business and transfer dealings that are allegedly happening where football's concerned. Transfer rumours. Respect to Zaha, 100%, Josh. Um, you're right on that. One love to everyone. Make sure you're following, subscribing, all of those good things on Twitch, YouTube, and the rest of it. One love. To Make sure you're following on Spotify and Apple Music as well, man. Make Listen, MP3, MP4, content king, man. Content king. Make sure you're hitting the like button of my latest video as well because these bots are attacking, man, on a vicious thing. But we move, people, regardless. Let's get into the chance. Let's, get, let's look at some of the transfer news, if I can find it. Start with the BBC's column. Apparently, Jose Mourinho has identified Ruben Loftus-Cheek of Chelsea and Harry Winks as targets for Roma, which I think you're more likely to get Harry Winks than you are Thomas Tuchel's Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Izek has said he's very happy at the Spanish uh, at Spanish club Real Sociedad, but one day it would be nice to play in the Premier League. So again, we, we can hold on that and focus on that a bit more at 11.30. To me, that says you ain't signing for Arsenal. I do think, man, gas up, gas him up a lot, me and myself included, but it is what it is. So, yeah, sorry, people, I'm being a bit selfish and just looking after the 1130 live stream and copy and pasting some of the um of the articles, people. But yeah, back to this. So Isaac's been you know, talking up chances. Liverpool are confident of beating a number of clubs to the signing of England youth international Fabio Carvalho. As you know, the Fulham 19-year-old who has been getting a look in the first team, him and a couple other Fulham players have said they're not signing a new deal. You know, Weston McKennie's of interest from Tottenham and apparently Juventus are open to letting him go. Manchester United do not have plans to offer Cristiano Ronaldo a coaching role at the club. Um, following reports, he was keen to take up a role when he retires. He strikes me as a manager, really and truly. Messi said he wants to do the backroom thing. As you know, Newcastle want to sign Matteo Guendouzi, allegedly, which we're going to hone on and on in on the 11.30 live stream, people. So we'll leave that. We'll park that one off again. But yeah, that could be a good look. And I mean, is their blueprint just to go for our, just to go for Arsenal pre-Arteta? Get Emre in. They were linked with Saliba. They linked with Guendouzi. You know, it is what it is, people. It's crazy. Um... Obviously, Tomiyasu spoke on how he almost joined Tottenham. Apparently, Atletico Madrid plan to offer 
uh, Marcelo Brozovic a, a contract when his deal with 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 Inter runs out, and he's been linked with Newcastle and Manchester United. Um, you know, apparently Barnsley, Derby County, Millwall, and Luton are interested in twenty-year-old English winger Jack Clark, former Leeds boy, now at Spurs. That's that's you know, it's not the most exciting from the you know BBC's news column people. Apparently, Messi has had his worst start in fifteen years, and it ain't quite working out for him at, at, at PSG. But allegedly, anyways, people, as you know, Eddie Howe's agreed to become Newcastle boss. Chelsea are keeping tabs on Kingsley Coleman as his contract situation, obviously, is going to get techier and techier where, where Bayern Munich are concerned. Who else is going on? Apparently, Newcastle want to spend £47 million on to stay. Mark Testegan moving mad. Apparently, PSG want to sign Tony Kroos. What it mean? Manchester United are stepping up their interest in Tushamani. Moving mad, absolutely mad. Barcelona are prioritizing a move for Dani Almo in January, and if that can't happen, we'll turn their attentions back again to Raheem Sterling. Apparently, Chelsea are eyeing a potential move for Fenerbahce defender Attila Shazlai. Um, 23-year-old is under contract until 2025, and Chelsea could launch a 23 million euros bid for him. Um, what else is going on? Wolves are trying to go for Renato Sanchez. Fair play. Quite, you know, not too much. As I said, Chelsea are keeping tabs allegedly on Kingsley Coleman, folks. So make of that what you will. You know, again, Trevor Trelleber signed a contract extension until 2026 at Chelsea. Well deserved. Um, Everton's Anthony Gordon's been handed his first England um his first his first his first England under 21 call up. I mean that's interesting from Arteta on 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 Smith Row, which we'll talk about at eleven thirty. I'm just getting free content here, people. Make sure you're here at eleven thirty. Uh, let's see where the England. What is England's under twenty one side, anyways, people? Fleetwood defender James Hill's been included. Fair play. What is the England side? Well, obviously Smith Row's there. Gibbs White is there. What is the England squad? Etienne Green, or Saint Etienne, he's someone I wanted Arsenal to make a move for, probably as our second choice. Lever Mentos in the under 21s. Charlie Cresswell of Leeds is in the under 21s. Good strong, good team. Luke Thomas of Leicester as well, the left back. Tommy Doyle. Where's Palmer? Bit of a, you know, Tommy Doyle's in the under 21s. Where's Palmer's not there? Man City's Cole Palmer's not there. What's going on there? Balligan's there. Oh, Cole Palmer is there. Smith Rose there. Balligan's there. Obviously, sadly, Tyrese John Jules has been dropped. That's probably because of the form at Blackpool at this moment in time, rightly or wrongly, people. Uh, moving away from that, we said transfer news, man. Show me some transfer news, Sky Sports. You were going to show me the same thing. Apparently, Salix Ferguson stopped Ronaldo joining Man City in a 20-second phone call. Madness. It's just, I mean, Sky Sports is one that's just being dominated by Eddie Howe. When I look at it, Zach Stefan of Manchester City signed a new deal until 2025. Barcelona being linked with Aubameyang. Now, we know Barcelona are broke. I can't see how these things are happening, people. That's where the transfer news is concerned. Someone says Xavi, Xavi to Barcelona confirmed. Let me see. Xavi Hernandez. Is, what, as in on the official website?
Well, to be fair, more you're right, man. It might might as well be an official an official announcement. Um, official statement for Al Sad. The Al Sad administration has agreed on Xavi's move to Barcelona after the payment of the release clause um, stipulated in his contract. We've agreed upon cooperation with Barcelona in the future. So again, apparently his Xavi's release clause was five million euros. So that's where you know that's where Xavi's gone, people. You know. Barcelona have confirmed, well, Fabrizio Romano's confirmed it. Let me go on Barcelona's, you know, I'm sure Barcelona must have their own little announcement thing to come to come across with this, to correlate with this. And it's about time Barca had a new manager. I mean, we've spoken on Gavi, Fati, Jordi Alba, Busquets, all getting called up to the Spanish team. Well going for Pedri. I mean, Barcelona in training at this moment in time, which obviously Xavi's not going to be involved in. But yeah, Xavi's looks like Xavi's confirmed as the as the Barcelona manager based on El Sad. So you can probably um, expect, you know, subsequent announcements from Barcelona side in the near in the near future, really and truly, and sooner rather than uh, later, where that's concerned. Xavi confirmed. Chelsea. In for Cumin. Very interesting ones, ain't they? The Pedri Ute rest. Better late than never. What's up, DG in the nation? Come on, my guy. Better late than never. Always, man. You know, it is what it is. I appreciate everybody's support. Xavi should raid Ajax, probably. Smith Rowe must be there. Smith Rowe's there. Callum Hudson the day's there. Well, he's not there because he said no, in fact, but he was good. He was originally meant to be there. So it is where it is where Callum's concerned. Are you saying fuck that? Got things to do out here. Rather show Thomas Tuchel up on things. And to be fair, I understand it, man. I remember a couple um years ago, Dyer said no to England. I'm trying to do something at Spurs. Chevron Williams loved the content. Sorry, folks. I just see a content on a comment come up on YouTube. Thanks, man. Means a lot. You know, there's some nice people out there, man. There's some horrible people on the net. Every now and again, well, most of the time, you get some positive messages, man. Guy, you know, this is the reason I keep going, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. I've got hella content to come out on YouTube today, people. One love to everyone that was here on Twitch that saw um, the, the I lost my trailer thought now the show, show with Graham, but got a couple bits and pieces there, man. But yeah, it is what it is. I'm gonna get out of here, people. There's nothing more to speak about. We've spoken or reacted to Conte's first game, slash European action with the help of my mate, spoke about the Premier League, spoke about England selection, Newcastle and their new manager, potentially Eddie Howe. We covered um, Xavi. It's been a fantastic podcast and a fantastic way of kicking off Friday, but the grind doesn't stop people. 11.30, I'm over on YouTube. 4pm, we're back here on Twitch. There'll be a couple of, you know, non, well, I'll schedule them as live streams, but a couple other bits and pieces coming on from me from YouTube as well. On that topic as well, people, you've got the Manchester Derby on YouTube live from about 12 p.m. tomorrow. And then obviously, you know, um, Saturday, Sunday, apologies, West Ham, Liverpool, we will do a watch along for that. Um, Arsenal, Watford, without a doubt, and we'll have a reaction live stream as well. So the grind don't stop, people. And next week, we'll see what we can do. But I appreciate everyone who's been locked in. It's Friday. So as I always say, I hope you've had a, all had a good week, you know, and on the on the biggest and on the, on the biggest of that, I hope you've all, you know, in good health and your loved ones are. But for now, people, I'm going to love and leave you lot. I'm going to go get ready for the next live stream. Let's all crush the day. Happy Friday and them things. People, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I've been given, like...